Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latinx culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latinx minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary, and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. So what are the biggest songs on the charts right now is by three of the absolute masters of popular music. I think I've had enough. I might get a little drunk. I say what's on my mind. I might do a little time. Cause all of my kindness. Taken for weakness. Now I'm four or five seconds from wilding. And we got three more days till Friday. Just trying to make it back home by Monday morning. I swear I'm somebody with them. Cause that's all I want. Rihanna, Kanye, Paul, <laughs> Sir Paul. <laughs> The three mononymous masters of pop. Right. And yet, many think that this song doesn't hold up. <gasps> <gasps> what do they say? What do they say about it? Well, I think we should explore it on today's episode of Switched on Pop. <laughs> Welcome to Switch on Pop, the show where we explore the making and the meaning of pop music. I'm Nate Sloan. And I'm Charlie Harding. And on today's episode, we're going to dig into this giant collaboration of pop, the four or five seconds. And uh, obviously, with these three legendary songwriters, mm-hmm. expectations are just soaring for this song. Yes. When you saw their name, what, what were you thinking was uh, what's going on here, Nate? Oh, man, I was thinking of just the most epic mashup of Umbrella uh-huh, uh-huh. and Gold Digger. And maybe I'm amazed. <laughs> It's kind of like when you're in fifth grade and you try to put every soda from the soda fountain into your cup. (laughs) That's what this song is going to be. Yeah, totally. I was thinking, I was expecting a sonic explosion in my eardrums. And we were kind of surprised because what we actually found was a song which is incredibly minimal. Uh, Yes. It's sparse. 
stripped down. It sounds like a quickly recorded demo. Not at all the epic mashup that we expected. And you're saying that people, some people took issue with this. What are the, what are the critics saying about this song? So we did a little research, went over to pop justice, one of the biggest pop music blogs, and they were so kind to call it a nice little tune. Hmm. Harsh. And the user response was even worse. They said something along the lines of when the song comes on the radio, you know, it's time to change the dial (laughs) followed by another response. I defs agree. This song is so boring. (laughs) How many O's were in that? So at least seven. Gotcha. So the people have spoken. The critics have spoken. This is a nice little boring tune. Charlie, do we agree? Absolutely not. What the critics are responding to is that this song is on the surface just so simple and plain. Right. And I don't disagree with that, but it's the details. It's what's going on underneath the surface of the song, which make it so potent. Right on. Let's dig. Dig away. Okay, first, the surface. What is the surface? We talked about it's that it's minimal, sparse, stripped down. Right. What what gives it that, that feeling? Well, there's a couple of really obvious things, and this is what most critics are responding to, is you start off with a very simple chord progression. It's just acoustic guitar. Right. And it's kind of derivative. This is a chord progression that any other pop songwriter could use. It doesn't feel uniquely Paul McCartney. It's not a yesterday. It's not a blackbird. Right. And then probably also the the lyrics are not the kind of elaborate wordplay that you would expect from someone like Kanye West. Head on my time, sometimes years out. So the powers that be won't let me get my ideas out. And that make me want to get my advance out and move to Oklahoma and just live in my aunt's house. Yeah. Or the button-pushing, maybe sexually provocative, controversial lyrics that Rihanna usually traffics in. I feel like there, it's a story which is very common that we've all heard before. One could hear the song as a tension between lovers uh-huh. or more literally about their own tensions with fame and the paparazzi. Uh, but it doesn't feel like lyrical content, which is new and, and, as you said, anyway, provocative. So we've got this simple sounding surface, a generic, repetitive harmonic progression, a placid, nice little tune. Right. What are the subtle details that make this song transcend its surface? What makes this song great are all of these things that bubble up that aren't necessarily the core, the core progression of the lyric. Ah. It's those hidden little moments that create tension with that placid surface, as you put it. Totally. Okay, I'm with you, because right off the bat... This guitar part that we've been describing as a pretty standard acoustic guitar strum pattern, right. uh, when um, upon closer inspection, is not that predictable and regular at all. Yeah, so Paul McCartney, if he were to play it really straight, would play something that might sound like, you know, like a... But how does he play it on this recording? He puts these weird, these emphases on 
off beats in places you don't expect them. It's kind of something like this, like... That's such a small difference, but has a huge effect because the first way you played it sounded really confident and and brash, and the second way sounded a little more vulnerable and and tentative. And the the, the first method you you would you would expect immediately after that epic drums and bass to come in and fill the whole song. Mm-hmm. Right. But the palette of this song is very simple. Other than this acoustic guitar, you have the next element that comes in, which I think is uh, the the second big clue that, hey, there's more going on here. You have this bass line and doubled with this distorted electric guitar, which just randomly punches in at these moments that you don't expect it to. Yeah, it's defying the expectations set by the the simple chord progression. Mm. There's all of a sudden, as you put it, uneasiness. There's some sort of discord going on. Yeah, these little bursts of distortion that trouble the placid surface of the song set by the acoustic guitar. Ah, creating ripples throughout the entire song. And there we will kill the metaphor. Ooh, one more. Uh, Just pushing the meniscus to the point of breaking, but not <laughs> popping it. But you know who has had enough? Ah. Is Rihanna. Great segue. Thank you. So she, she jumps in and she says right off the bat. I think I've had enough. Which is a less than subtle clue that eh, there is something else going on under this really seemingly simple, maybe boring song. There's a tension there right off the bat. Yeah. And this is the sort of the third detail of what's bubbling underneath. When she sings, there's this subtle delay and it really causes a chill to run down my spine every time I hear this. That her words are echoed ever so quietly. Every time she Mm. says something, it's, I think I've had enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not something that you would necessarily pick up if you were listening to this on your car stereo. When you throw on headphones and really listen closely, details like this begin to emerge. There's another aspect to Rihanna's voice that suggests an uneasiness and something bubbling under the surface. Now, what is that? The minute she starts singing, I, I mean, this is. Rihanna, as we've never heard her before. Absolutely. Unfiltered, unprocessed, raw, closely mic'd, totally exposed. Cause all of my kindness is taken for weakness. I feel like usually when we get Rihanna, we get a mega EDM dance track with voices covered in synth strings. But in four or five seconds, yeah, she is her voice is naked and alone here. And there's a moment that is maybe the emotional crux of the song when all these details that we've been talking about suddenly surge through the surface in the bridge. Right. And I know that you're tonight thinking how could I be so selfish? But you call 
we've got new harmonic material for the first time. We've got a new sonic texture for the first time. This massive, full gospel organ supporting her. Let's just call it what it is, though. We have a total break from everything that we've heard so far. The the song takes a 180. Mm. Yeah, you're right. This is a moment of confession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and backing up that confessional is this church-like organ, and Rihanna jumps out and she says, I can't apologize, right? There's yeah. all these feelings that I'm feeling, and I'm going to throw them out there. I'm all wildin', and you know the reason why I'm not going to apologize is because I think you've got these feelings too. <laughs> and at, at that moment is maybe the apotheosis of Rihanna's musical career so far, <laughs> where her voice literally cracks. But I just can't apologize. I hope you can understand. The, the, the cracks in the song can no longer be contained by her vocal delivery, and this incredibly private moment is something we get to experience with her. Where earlier we were getting all these subtle clues that there's more going on, her voice cracks, and we know that Oh yeah, there's a there really is a human being behind this whole song. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Calling all female runners, it's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. There's one more aspect of this song that I found so perplexing when I first heard it and repeated listenings could not solve for me what is happening. Okay, so uh, play it for me. What do we got going on here? Okay, this is Kanye's first verse. Right. And there's a sound behind him. There's another voice mapping everything he's saying. Sun was shining, I'm positive. Then I heard you was talking trash. When I first heard it, I thought, oh, that's like, uh, that sounds like a child. Right. And then I immediately was like, oh, it's, uh, it's you know, it's a reference to his, his him having a kid for the first time. And, um, and that's what we're hearing in the background. Mm-hmm. 
But then I was listening closer and I was like, no, that's not a kid. Right. It sounds kind of processed. Something's weird about the vocal. Yeah. Okay. Very, very good, Charlie. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a Paul McCartney jam if there wasn't uh, some conspiracy theory to be pulled out. Paul is dead. So if you go deep into the interweb, and by that I mean you Google Kanye four or five seconds weird voice, <laughs> you'll you'll find perhaps on YouTube this section of the song pitched way way down. Sun was shining, I'm positive. Then I heard you was talking trash. It's Paul McCartney. It's Sir Paul. <laughs> He really is the creative inspiration to this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole t- the whole time I'm hearing that Paul McCartney's on this track, I'm like, where is he? Where is he hiding? Yeah. If this song is about buried hidden details, those things that we are just struggling to contain, I feel like this moment is the mm. perfect example. Yeah. Paul is not dead. I love that, Charlie, because this song is totally about the the struggle to to put on a smile. And go through your day on those days when what you're feeling inside is rage or joy or sorrow or just your uh, true emotions that can't be expressed in polite society. Hmm. What I think is really artful about this song is that you have taken three megastars. Right. You think that you're going to get the biggest song ever. And we're talking like right. um, one of those songs before the James Bond where they get the biggest star. And I know that Paul McCartney has done one. It's not too long before Rihanna and Kanye both do one. I'm expecting something that big, right? <laughs> Fireworks. Yeah. And instead, we get something totally stripped down. And what are they doing? They're showing that even as legends, they too have that personal inner struggle of just wanting to be able to speak their own voice totally so nate can you tie this in a bow for us even though the simple surface of this song may suggest that it's nothing more than a nice little tune maybe tossed off in the studio one day by three musical titans who have better things to do than spend their time carefully crafting every musical morsel that emerges from their instruments. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But when you go deeper and uncover the odd and emotional and explosive musical details that riddle this song, it becomes something else. I think it's, I think this is a great, the song is a great success. It has to have that simple surface to be able to poke at in order to be successful. And so it's one of those songs that just bears repeated listening and it's got a catchy hook. And I think we're going to keep hearing remixes of this thing. It's here to stay. Thanks for listening to Switched On Pop. We'll bring you another episode in two weeks and we hope you'll listen. But first, we need a little bit of help because we don't know what we're going to talk about yet. And we would love to hear from you. This is where you come in. Send us ideas for songs that we can put under the microscope and see what makes them tick. 
tweet at us at switched on pop on Twitter, and you can listen to back episodes on the iTunes store, the Apple podcast app, Stitcher radio, SoundCloud, and of course at our website, www.switchedonpop.com. I'm your host, Charlie Harding. And I'm your host, Nate Sloan. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Why do you run? Why does anyone I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, <laughs> but they choose to do it. In the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.